on the Talkback Show, on the radio, or whatever audiovisual device you choose to use. Welcome to the GBC Podcast, where we talk about the Packers and our hometown of Green Bay. This is episode 73, created on February 5th, 2024. I'm John. I'm in Appleton, Wisconsin. Along with me, Jeff in Minnesota, and Neil out on the East Coast. Say hello, gentlemen, and tell us what you're drinking. Hello, gentlemen. Tonight I'm drinking from Blackstack Brewing Routine Stout. There is not a lot going on currently in Packers news, so I'm drinking something from New York City's other half brewing company, Crickets. All right, and I'm working on a a recipe of my own. It is a mocha martini. All right, you can find us on YouTube and Twitter at Green Bay Chat and Facebook at the GBC Podcast, Green Bay Chat. And just the audio is available on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify by searching for Green Bay Chat. Well, our topic tonight, It's the NFC side of the Super Bowl, and we're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers as we head into Super Bowl 58. We have a guest with us. Her name is Melissa. She's a Niners fan, but she's from New Jersey. Melissa, say hello and tell us what you're drinking. Hello, everyone. I'm drinking just plain coffee. (laughs) All right. Coffee is good. Uh, We're keeping you up late because you're on that East Coast time. But Melissa, first of all, is a 49ers fan congratulations your team is in the Super Bowl they were in the Super Bowl four years ago they lost to these same Kansas City Chiefs we'll talk about kind of a little bit of history but for right now getting back to the Super Bowl tell us about the your your little network uh that you're part of the podcasters do you guys really like Brock Purdy is that is that true (laughs) we love Brock Purdy at this point he is beloved by everyone aside from the people who are adamant about our former quarterbacks and they're kind of like the the chaos makers but I assume you guys have something maybe similar if people were adamantly in love with Aaron Rodgers and kind of haven't let it go of Aaron Rodgers I, I think we've actually ripped off that band-aid for the vast majority of Packers fans or probably more correctly Aaron <laughs> Rodgers ripped off his own band-aid and let himself bleed and we just said Bye-bye. I mean, I was never really a fan of your former quarterback, but that's okay. just because <laughs> I, I was kind of at my breaking point with the whole Aaron Rodgers was promised to go number one overall and right. having to hear that in every single playoff game and regular season game where the Niners and Packers spent up. So, Is there is there some PTSD there for you that the 49ers ended up with Alex Smith? And a slew of other quarterbacks as opposed to Aaron Rodgers for no, it's just years or so. you know, I wanted one game where it wasn't like the, the starter going into every game and then it wasn't mentioned like 15 times before kickoff, and then it was brought up on every other offensive drive. It like got to the point where it's just you couldn't escape it. And so now that it's not there, it's a blessing. So I mean I'm, it hasn't been too bad. Like I said, Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick, you've had a good string of quarterbacks certainly not the hall of famers like montana and young or Favre and rogers and and jordan love going to be our third franchise hall of fame quarterback but that's okay right tell us about the the online stuff the podcaster so we found you through mariah she has the 49 faithfully podcast yeah. uh you're on her show you're on the nothing but niners the locker room rant tell me about yeah. these people what do they do they like you have different podcasts but it's really a family i mean it started with uh, nothing but Niners. I mean, we all kind of met up in the chat. They're like this big East Coast bunch of Niner fans. One's from Connecticut, one's from New York, and the others are from New Jersey. And just 
you know, we, we would bond throughout COVID um, and everything that happened through that year, it just brought us together. And so it, it's kind of spanned off from there. Like Nitty Gritty Niners came from there. Um, Mariah finally took all her advices and created her own podcast. And okay. so we just support each other and, and we bond together. And now we get to celebrate a Super Bowl together. So like, it's amazing that that's what it, it all came from. It came from all of us kind of finding each other after a Super Bowl loss. Now we're here again and we get to face the same opponent and maybe beat them this time. So it's like coming full circle. Well, we mentioned that you're in New Jersey. How does yes. a Jersey girl become a San Francisco 49ers fan? Okay, so that is... Um, because her father is an adamant Giants fan and none of us like the Giants. I mean, the, the picture up there might tell you differently because our dad got us a, a signed Tiki Barber picture when we were kids. And so I had the picture and my brother has the, the jersey. But yeah, so I fell in love with Steve Young and Jerry Rice. I thought they were like Superman, Batman when I was a kid you couldn't keep your eyes off of them. And my brother fell in love with Brett Favre. So that's how we kind of rebelled against our father. <laughs> it's nice fun. It's, it's safe rebellion, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you mentioned, you mentioned the Steve Young years. Are you old enough to remember the last time San Francisco won a Super Bowl? No, I am not. Okay. Um, I was alive for it. Which okay. More than some can say, but I, I did not really get to, you know, you, when you're little and you're not even like five, you just watch because you're in love with the athletes and you, you feel like a kinship to them. And you, so they, they become like part of your your life and your culture and your heart. But you don't really understand the enormity of a Super Bowl. So you celebrate the, the, the Super Bowls, but you don't really have the win, you know, so you don't really appreciate the win. You don't get to enjoy it with your friends. You can't say you were here when this happened. You don't get to to feel like you own that that ring. You don't get to have that kinship. And, and so to be that close twice and not really get it, it sucks, but like you still have hope. So hopefully this time we get revenge and it'd be nice because you know, Kelsey got his first versus George Kittle, and now George could get his first off of Kelsey this yeah. time. Well, as Packer fans, we totally get it. I mean, we grew up around people who, you know, they, they saw Super Bowls one and two, but the period of time between Super Bowl two and Super Bowl 31 was 29 years. And for mm -hmm. us in the mid 90s, that was our first taste of Packers in the Super Bowl, Packers winning the Super Bowl. And to just put this point out there, it has been 29 years since the San Francisco 49ers have last won the Super Bowl. But this is a team that has had great success. They're they're five and two. You know, they won their first five trips, beating the Bengals twice. And let's see, the Miami Chargers. and the Broncos. Oh, that's right. The Dolphins and the Broncos. And the Chargers. Yeah, and, and the Chargers in the last one. But now, most recently. Um, All five. Looking, nice. at, looking at coming into Super Bowl 58, though, the AFC teams were Baltimore and Kansas City. And those are the two teams you that the Niners have lost to. What kind of feelings were going into that? If you're thinking, hey, we if we can get to the Super Bowl, but we have to have to rematch either the Ravens or the Chiefs. Were you rooting for one of those teams over the other to be the team you get to meet this year? You know what the funny part was? 
a lot of people wanted the Ravens. I wanted the Chiefs because of the, the gift back thing. So I wanted it to be the first for everyone to make up for that Chiefs loss. Like I wanted it so that way George Kittle won versus the Chiefs. I wanted it so that way everybody who lost that game could get that back. And, you know, that clip is going on viral right now. We're all over X where they're all bringing up the, the make up moment where George said, I will be back. I will be back with the expletive vengeance. You will not get the best of me. <laughs> and um, I really want that for him. I mean, it, you know, it, it broke my heart that Joe Staley got to play in two Super Bowls and he never got to win a Super Bowl. So I don't want to see another generation of Niner players that I fell in love with to then not get the ring again. So if it is against the Chiefs, that makes it a little sweeter, I think. I mean, they were yeah. up by 10 and then they lost. So, <laughs> From a revenge standpoint, right, there's not as much turnover from four years ago between either of these teams. There's about to like nine to 10 players still left. I mean, yeah. You have but from 11 Kelly. years ago, the, the game against Baltimore 11 years ago, there, there can't be anyone left. Anymore. No. Real quick, going back to your, your podcasters, your friend Mariah, who introduced you to us, she mm -hmm. does giveaways. You were telling us about these giveaways. And <laughs> so you've kind of de facto become a collector of cards and memorabilia. What's what's that nice piece of memorabilia you've got there? The signed Charlie Warner card from when he was a Georgia Bulldog. Oh, wow. The funny That's part nice is thing. she sent this to me with a bunch of giveaways I had because nobody else loved Charlie Warner besides me. <laughs> All, right. So, All right. Up there on the um, the photo, I, I know I can't really zoom in on it, but um, there's a collage of a bunch of Nia players. So there's Trent Williams, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Brennan Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. It was Trey Lance, so it's an older photo. Um, yeah. But I have a bunch of photos, cards that I won from her and uh, okay. Taryn Lewis, who is her co-host. And so I have a bunch of the, the signed ones that I won on her show up on the, the photo up there. So I got D'Amador, Lenore, Charlie Warner, Danny Gray, and Ty Price, who's no longer a Niner either. So. Now, that first group of guys, though, that you listed, they're pretty good, right? <laughs> they're, do yeah. they're doing all right this season. Yeah, uh, what, I, I would say what so. What about the jersey? You, okay, so you got to rub this into Packers fans. I'm really not. <laughs> um, it's a Jay Greenlaw jersey. It's signed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Neil is giving himself the beef Swellington over that one. <laughs> uh, um, the funny story about that though is this guy John who. who Niner edits. It's my pin tweet. He does these giveaways for like all the different ways that Niners have a, a game, I guess. On a whim, I decided to try it because, you know, I've never won a jersey before. I've never owned a jersey before. And so it was Niners Giants week and it was a Thursday night football game. And um, he was giving away Jay Greenlaw and he's my favorite player that's a Niner right now. And I fought over Jay Greenlaw. I've defended Jay Greenlaw and I was like, Please, whomever wins this jersey, please take care of it and treasure and cherish it because he is just like the most phenomenal player ever. And <laughs> crazy enough, halfway through the game, uh, I get like a, a notification saying, you won. And I'm like, I'm like speechless. Like, I'm like, you know, that's, that's my a jersey hands are that... shaking. Like, I, I couldn't even think of it. Like, that's a jersey. Like, see, I've got my Brett Favre jersey. Jeff's got his 
Brett Favre jersey. You got to get that framed and matted. You can't wear that. You can't wear that tailgating. You're not going to uh, wear that out to the it's club. It's in a bag. It's not <laughs> being worn. It's in another bag. Believe you me. I tried it on once just to wear a Niner jersey, even though it doesn't have the Niners or the NFL logo or anything on it. And then it went right back into its bag right. for safekeeping. Yeah, definitely. But, the framing matting is the way to go on that. <laughs> yes. Um, I am a diehard Dre Greenlaw fan, whereas and everybody else loves Fred Warner. My heart belongs to 57. Talking about Greenlaw, he had a big game against the Green Bay Packers a couple of weeks ago. But before we even talk about that game, San mm-hmm. Francisco had the number one seed. They had the week mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. And they were looking at right who they possibly were going to get to play against. And I, I don't think you they guys. Had, I was I don't think they had Dallas on their radar <laughs> quite yet, but they they knew someone was going to be you know coming out of the uh, the first round. Uh, so the, Tampa maybe Detroit right. <laughs> so the funny part is most of the fan base wanted Dallas, but they knew that was going to happen because they were the two seed. Would it take until the championship game? I personally wanted the Packers because. You know, my brother talks so much smack all all the year long, and he's saying now that, like, you guys were on your third Hall of Fame quarterback in a row. <laughs> well, he's Specif- right. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically because he said you already won your, like, two Super Bowls this year. Mm-hmm. First was being the Chiefs, and then it was being the Lions on Thanksgiving, which then started your little winning streak and playoff run. And so he was getting really cocky that, his third Super Bowl was going to be beating the Niners. And then the fourth was going to be winning the actual Super Bowl. That is who I wanted. So when you guys demolished, because there's no yeah. other word for it, you demolished the Cowboys. I was very happy. You and a whole lot of other people in New Jersey were really happy when the Packers demolished the Cowboys. No, I don't think Jersey really cared. I mean, I know like the Giant fans hate the Cowboys, but like... They're kind of like heart heart sick right now. So I don't know if they were like really caring if the Cowboys won or not. You're obviously North Jersey and you don't have a lot of Philadelphia yeah. Eagles fans as friends. So. No, 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 South, no. They, South Jersey, it's a very no, different no, feel. Okay, so <laughs> South Jersey is more Philly lovers than North Jersey hates Philly. So that's the one they care more about. I want you and Melissa to start bonding over your dislike of Eagles fans and Philly fans. I want to see if you guys can find some common ground there. But that was what I wanted. I, I wanted to face the Packers because, you know, the last time we faced you guys, my brother made it abundantly clear to me that we didn't really beat you. Your special teams <laughs> lost you the game. He's not wrong. <laughs> no, no, he, he, he is wrong because we did lose. That's, I mean, you've been, you've been just a thorn in our side basically since 1998 and Jerry Rice fumbled it. Yeah. I was not going to bring up the five games in a row that you lost in the playoffs. <laughs> you went there. Yeah. Um, we, we live in the world of reality. We can handle it. Even Kyle Shanahan <laughs> said it was in the second quarter of that Packers Cowboys game that he started preparing for the Packers. So amongst your group, did you guys realize, Hey, green Bay is coming to town. Yeah. I think we knew from like the first drive that Dak Prescott had the, the deer in the headlights look in his eyes. It's not really all that surprising if you really think about it, because for all that he's talked about, Micah Parsons kind of no shows in the playoffs, even though everyone loves to call him the, the modern day Lawrence Taylor. But if you're Lawrence Taylor or if you're even close to Lawrence Taylor, you show up in the playoffs. So, but you guys won and, and I was happy for you. Like, 
I don't have anything against the Packers. I just hate a specific Packer fan. <laughs> Sibling rivalry is the best. So walk us through that game then, the, the divisional round. Green Bay actually played well out in San Francisco. So first between you and your brother, but even some of the background with the 49ers fans, were they fearing uh, Okay, so upset? I was actually more nervous during the divisional game than I was during the, the championship game. But you know what the funny part is, like, I had faith the Niners would come back into the, the championship game. I was not so sure about the Packer game. But luckily, Jerry Greenlaw and, and my favorite receiver on the Niners right now, Juwan Jennings, came up big and finally put you guys down. So I got through that. It made me age like 15 years. It made <laughs> most Niners fans age a lot of years. Um, but you know, it, it was it was really nice because you know I, I mentioned to you guys the, the the big starters that everyone loves, but for me as a fan, I bond more with the guys that don't get a lot of love and credit. So for me right now, my top three Niners are Diamador Lenore, Dre Greenlaw, and Jawan Jennings. And I still love George Kittle and I still love all the top guys, but like those guys are like so near and dear my heart because you know. It's like you fall in love with these guys and you defend them and you fall in love with them. And then it's a little sweeter when the rest of the fan base kind of falls in love with them too. You know, like when they get to have their moment to shine and it's just like, see, this is why I fought for them. This is why I believed in them all along. And this is why I wouldn't back down when you all told me to give up on them or I was wrong about them. Like, and so to see all three of them shine and this shine against the Packers was a little sweeter, but I really wish y'all didn't make it so freaking close. <laughs> so, so you said that you were more nervous about the Packers game than you were in the Lions game, but in the Packers game, you were never that far behind. And yes, there was a lot of work to do. You had to have that fourth quarter comeback, but you were down 24-7 at halftime against okay. the Lions. I mean, 17 points. So to explain that, it's more than... like, okay, so I don't know how closely you follow the Niners or any of your rivals. I, I do believe the Packers are our biggest rival. But the reason why I was more nervous during the Packer game was because it was just so sluggish and slow. So that was kind of like the Niners Achilles heel this year. If things weren't going perfect, if things kind of started off rocky, they never got really out of their own way. And so the Niners biggest Achilles heel this year has been the, the San Francisco 49ers. They've beaten themselves. And it's not to take away anything from their opponents. It's just like they just would not show up. So there, there would be drops. There would be the the missed tackles. There would be the, the 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 bad penalties. There would be just letting teams march them down the field and then not getting three and outs or have three and outs taken away from them. Or there would be the just silly, silly stuff that would absolutely cripple them. And so I felt like that happened more in the Packers game then in the Lions game, I felt like they were just really flat. They were just not taking you guys seriously. And I felt like, okay, we're going to be the Ravens. We're going to be that team that gets mocked for being the first seed and just completely overlooks a hungry opponent and doesn't take them seriously and are going to get bounced out right away. And yes, there was more personal stake in this game <laughs> than there was the championship game. But yeah, so that's that's kind of why I was more nervous about the Packer game. I told everybody I knew this game was going to be harder. Like 
everyone was kept saying, there's no Aaron Rodgers. There's no going to be, be no big deal. And I was like, no, the, the, the Green Bay Packers have fought harder under Jordan Love that I've seen you guys probably fight since 2019, if I'm being honest. When you guys had the, the Smith brothers, which by the way, you guys don't have the real Smith brothers, that that's still Justin and Alden, but um, <laughs> it's just like, you guys kind of like deflated after that Raheem Mostert's championship game. Like you guys knew you were good, but you guys never had that spark again. And it's like under Jordan Love, you guys got your sparkle back. You like... Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, like all these young players are fighting harder for Jordan Love because he's young like them. But it's like, you guys don't have that, that the thorn in your side. You don't have that guy that's like nailing you after every press conference, like Jerry Jones does to the Cowboys anymore. You don't have that guy like throwing everybody else under the bus anymore. You guys don't have this quarterback who thinks he's bigger and better than you guys. You guys aren't like, losing week one because you guys don't aren't on the same page anymore because he's expecting everybody to be Devonte adams who just kind of knows him by osmosis now like and so i knew you guys would be harder and i felt it's kind of dickish to say this but i kind of felt more comfortable with dan campbell because he's the new riverboat bronx you kind of like knew somehow some way he get in his own way you know and yeah. Jared Goff being Jared Goff, he's going to Jared Goof. So, like, <laughs> I know it's a really awful thing to no, say. No, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, this, we, we love this last five minutes. Keep going. <laughs> You're going to let her go. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you guys finally have, like, a, a real spark. And, like, you know, like, your defense, like, I feel like it's actually fighting harder now that, you know, like, Jair just came back off injury. And so, like, Darnold Savage has kind of been, like, crapped on for, like, years. So he has, like, something to fight for. It's just, like, you guys are, like, the the, the, the harder opponent versus my team. And it's not to say that you guys, like, won't struggle against the Lions again, but it's just, like, you're the Packers. Like, there's a reason why people were saying... Y'all don't want this team in the playoffs this year. Like, there's a reason why ESPN said that you were, like, the, the team that nobody wants to see. Like, and, and it's true. Like, you guys have something special brewing. I, I don't believe in your Bulldogs, personally. I think Quay Walker is, like, the 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 defensive DK Metcalf, where I think he's more a knucklehead than he is a player. But it's the Packers. Like, the Packer Niner rivalry is a real thing. Like, everybody else says it's, like, the, the Niner Cowboys thing. Or the Packers not anything, but I was like, no, it really is the the green versus the red. Like, that's the real thing. The good news here is that in the 24 season, after this is all said and done, San Francisco gets to come to Green Bay again in the regular <laughs> season. So we'll have that to look forward to. Was David Akers versus you guys at home or at Green Bay? The, the bar kick where he made the 63-yarder by bouncing it off the bar and it bounced in. Is that the longest field goal in Lambo then? Yeah, that, yeah, that was the last right. That was the like, but yeah, we, so. we've tried to suppress that one, but <laughs> <laughs> I really All right, wasn't so we're not gonna rub to this in a... too much longer, Melissa. We know we know no, you beat I'm not taking <laughs> shots at you guys. I'm we know you won the game. not, but I meant like this rivalry means a lot to me. So that like I fear and respect your your organization. Well, thanks. Let's look at the NFC Championship game because you touched on it a little bit. <laughs> and the Detroit Lions, as Neil said, they're up 
24 to 7. But we have a saying amongst ourselves. We always note that nobody loses a game quite like the Detroit Lions do. And they really Detroit lioned the second half of that game. Again, go to the, go to the back and go behind the scenes with, the, with you in the, in the 49ers <laughs> podcast group. What are you guys thinking at halftime? And what are you thinking during that second half when you are just seeing this comeback being mounted? After the Packer game, I was kind of exhausted watching keeps at home because my family roots against my team all the time with the Packer fan and the Giant fan. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go to a bar and I'm going to watch with actual Niner fans. So I did. And so like everybody else was losing their shit, you know, like, and um, they were like, fire Moody. This is why we didn't want a rookie kicker. Fire both. Like everybody was all angry. And I was like, I was calm as a all hell. I was eating like a steak dinner at halftime. And I was like, no, it's just up to the Niners. And they'll decide if they want to get back in the scheme or not. But like, I was cool as a cucumber. But it's funny because like everybody else, they were freaking out, but I wasn't. So I think I think I've had enough heartbreakers in the championship game lately. So it, but like this one wasn't gonna hurt me if I lost it or not. What about the statistic of Kyle Shanahan being 0-30? Obviously, he solved this against the Packers, but the statistic of <laughs> Kyle Shanahan being 0-30 when down by seven points in the fourth quarter. I mean, that doesn't cause consternation when you're down seven points in the fourth quarter still? When you guys faced Brady and you guys faced the Niners in the championship game, did you feel like you weren't going to lose? Or did you think that you were going to win? Like, it, it's kind of like that thing where, like, you can't live by a stat. I hate my coach sometimes because I think he, he he sits on leads too much. So I feel like he when he gets like a three-score lead, kind of just sits and lets the game get back into the game. He kind of lets his quarterbacks just sit. And whether it's because he doesn't trust them or that's just who genuinely he is. And so I get more frustrated with my head coach because of that. Like, I also kind of know that's kind of how things go. And that's kind of who the, the Niners are in their core uh, over the last couple of years with the D'Amico Ryans or Steve Wilkes. They're a one-half team. And so they have bad halves. And whether it's the first half or the second half, they, they kind of like show for one half and they don't show for another half. That's just genuinely who they've been whoever their DC has been and people don't want to talk about it. People don't want to acknowledge it, but it's easier to say like, Oh, things were perfect under Sala or things were perfect under, well, uh, D'Amico. And it really isn't that they were more aggressive under them and they had sack numbers against them, but they had a God awful secondary. And it's just like Steve Wilkes gets all this hate because they don't have the sack numbers or the aggression or all the flashy plays that, made them one of these prolific defenses that everybody loves. But I think that that's the brilliance of Steve Wilkes. I think he smoothed kind of their edges and their their rock hardness and the, the things that got them into trouble so often. But I think that's kind of what you need. I think you need that kind of level-headed guy who maybe has spurts of getting like emotional on the sidelines, but he doesn't have to have someone pay to drag him off the, the field like Robert Sellers still has his body man. But yes, that, that, that's why I didn't really freak out during the Lions game because, you know, that's just who they 
genuinely have been and like can you really like lose your shit after like losing a a, a championship game because you have no quarterbacks like <laughs> quite honestly after like last year like it, it didn't hurt all together it culminates in super bowl 58 super bowl 58 is coming up this sunday on cbs the game is being played in las vegas right now the odds that i looked at san francisco favored by two points in this game the over under 47 and a half before we even talk about the game melissa who's your celebrity the kansas city chiefs are bringing taylor <laughs> swift to the game <laughs> Who, you who, know what? She, she's gonna be in Tokyo technically fans. before this game, so we don't know if she's actually gonna be in attendance. But she'll be there. She's Taylor <laughs> Swift. <laughs> well, I personally hate her husband, but okay. we do. But we do technically have Kristen Yuschek, who has become kind of infamous lately with her designs. I mean, she's designed for Simone Biles, who is married to a Packer. She's also designed uh, Taylor Lautner's jacket. She's designed for Brittany Mahomes before. And that's kind of how she got famous this year. She normally designs for the wives of, of different people. She, I guess, decided to just shoot her shot by um, designing one for Taylor too. And she sent it to Brittany. And then Brittany shared it with Taylor. And then Taylor showed up at the Miami Chiefs game and her blinged out 87 puffer jacket and she became a viral sensation so so, so Kristen kind of skirted the rule she was using nfl logos properties things like that kind of illegally making some of these things <laughs> for just one-off use right okay so she doesn't sell them that, right she doesn't kinda, sell them yeah yeah that, so that's, now she's that's kind of that that's kind of like the loophole like yeah. if you profit off of that that's where you get in trouble and so that's kind of also why I don't, around, so. <laughs> I, I don't show off what's on my wall because I don't want to get the people who designed that stuff in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're um, making it for yourself. Yeah. But yes. But she's but, licensed now. She can start making this stuff and it's, it's, it's very fashionable. So now she's officially licensed and it's nice that it's someone new and someone different. She is naturally then, a San Francisco fan though. She's your celebrity, so to speak, that you guys have with you. I mean, she is a player's wife. She's married to Kyle Juszczyk. All right. So we're going to put you on the spot here, Melissa. Who's winning on Sunday? What's the score? And who's your MVP? Okay, so I am like 6.5 out of like 10 confident that the Niners are going to win this game. But it's still Patrick Mahomes, and it's still Bill Vinovich calling this game. So, And it's still Nick Bosa, and they're still holding calls, and there's always stupid penalties. And, you know, we, we had the awful call on George Kittle right before half last time, and we had the Jimmy Ward call that kind of led to the Wasp last time. So... Yeah, I said it before, and I'll say it again. I think the Niners win this one 28-21. 28-21, they win, they cover the spread. Who do you think would be the most valuable player of this game then? Well, seeing as nobody really gives it to defenders, even though I think defensive players should get it way more often than just Vaughn Miller back in Super Bowl 50 at Santa Clara. I love Brock Purdy, a Brock Purdy supporter, but... I kind of wanted to go, go to a non-quarterback. Personally, I want it to be Christian McCaffrey because I think Christian McCaffrey doesn't get the proper respect and love that 
I think most running backs would get if they had his stats or his game. There was a point this year where Christian McCaffrey had 17 straight games with a touchdown. Like any other player that would have done that would have been everyone's darling. But Christian does it and the Niners do it. And it's just like, no, this guy is good, but he's not Tyreek Hill's speedy. So we don't really care about him. So Personally, I would love for Christian or George or one of my favorite defensive players to get it, but we all know it's going to go to the quarterback who wins. So, well, you know it could go to a non quarterback because I was just pulling up the list here. So, last year, Patrick Mahomes won it, but two years ago, when the Rams won the Super Bowl, it was Cooper Cup as yep. a receiver who won it. And then you and going back to a couple yeah, of years Edelman. before that was Julie Edelman because he threw the Touchdown pass to Gronkowski in the infamous yep. 13 to 3 Super Bowl. That was yeah, New England over the, the Rams, yep. Because the Rams only um, went to the Super Bowl to kick a field goal. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I would love it for, to go to Trent Williams. I mean, this is Trent Williams' first Super Bowl, but we all know it's never going to an offensive lineman. I personally would love it to go to George Kittle because, you know, Travis Kelsey got his first one versus. George Kittle, and that was like a huge story. What do you prefer, the 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 flashy, catchy quarterback, uh, tight end, or the the blocking dual threat tight end? And that was like the big story. Who was the better tight end? And now that Travis has two and George has none, that's still like up to first bait. Does George really belong on the same level as uh, Travis Kelsey? Does Travis Kelsey deserve to be over Dicka and all the other famous guys like Shannon Sharp or what? Like, that's like the big debate. I personally love my quarterback. I'm secure in my quarterback, but honestly, I'm kind of sick of quarterbacks always getting everything. <laughs> and let's but refresh you... on our pick in this Super Bowl. Jeff and I are taking <laughs> San Francisco. Jeff, did you did you I think I, I single out single out Debo Samuel as a possible MVP. Jeff, did you have an MVP with your San Francisco win? You know, I I didn't, but uh Melissa, you know, Christian McCaffrey, it's it's an interesting and I think a, a logical choice for MVP because I, I think for San Francisco to be effective in this game, they're going to have to control the ball and they're going to have to run it. And I think that, you know, who better to, to run it than McCaffrey, right? I mean, he's capable of the, the two, three yard tough run, but then he also could, could rip off a 50 or 60 yarder easily. Plus you'd have Trent Williams, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, George Kittle. Giving the way for him. Everybody yeah, but- else blocking for him. Yeah, but but yeah, but, but yeah. I think but I think you're right, Jeff, because you you see a, you can easily see if McCaffrey uh, has two touchdowns and 150 yards, you know now you're going back to a Terrell Davis type of Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, and and probably if if he has that kind of game, Brock Purdy isn't right. I mean, he will be more of a game manager at that point, and it'll be up to to McCaffrey. So no, I. I think that that's a, an excellent choice for, for MVP pick. And, and like John said, I did pick San Francisco over uh, the Chiefs in this game. So I like uh, San Francisco and, and Christian McCaffrey for MVP. Neil? Neil, who's your Kansas City MVP? Then? I think it has to be Patrick Mahomes. If Kansas City is going to win, it's going to be on Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, there may be some 
uh, Travis Kelsey sentiment. I, I suspect he's going to have a big game like he did in the AFC championship game, but I still think it's going to be Patrick Mahomes numbers that are going to win overall. And is Travis Kelsey going to propose to Taylor Swift after the game? I don't think oh. so. I don't think so either. No, that's, that's funky stuff. So you guys are a bunch of like really diehard football fans. I have to ask you a little bit and I'm not setting you up in any way for this, but what do you guys think of all this like craziness that these diehard people who cover the sport for all your lives as well are now so desperately so positive Swifty just because of like that's what everyone's doing now that they're actually saying that she deserves the Super Bowl ring if the Chiefs win again. It's one of those like, things. That's like age... an actual topic that these people who've yeah. been covering the sport for like four but, decades plus are really saying like with a straight face like but, this is but, crazy but but i would say the big thing is we're in the super bowl stupidity and the super bowl when there was only one week between the championship game and the super bowl there was less time oh, I'm, for I'm, stupid I'm, thoughts i'm like and... talking about like as soon as they won that first game versus miami these people were saying this they, they were saying this if they like when they the chiefs went on like the hot streak going into the playoffs like they've been saying this for like months that's how sad that this is like it's mm-hmm. crazy to me. And so, like, you guys have, like, no yeah. stake in like this. Said, it's, like, it's the internet age of journalism. The internet age of journalism <laughs> in the sense that people are looking to just to, you know, click on a story. And if you put Taylor Swift's name on it, they'll click on it. And you, I think people are just really trying to say the dumbest things that they can possibly say. And, you know, people come out with, oh, it's in the script. It's planned. This is a marketing merger between the two entities. That it was all. I mean, you guys must have felt some of that when you you guys lost to Brady in the the championship game, right? Like that was Brady had to go win the Super Bowl. Right, like it was in the script, yeah. Um, Because like he had to prove that it was him, not Bill. That you know, a lot of that bullshit comes from people who have never (laughs) actually played football. Though there's no way that you're going to script a football game. It just doesn't happen. I think just at the basic level, these guys' career in the NFL is way too short for them to do anything other than do their very best at the game. I mean, but and that but makes the, the script impossible. Genuinely, I don't think that teams should ever believe that the refs are going to have their back because it should never be about that. It should be about who fights hardest that day. Like it should never be a, a helmet catch or the immaculate reception or any of these weird funky like calls and you know what the funny part is like to, to bring it back to the the Niners Lions game like a lot of people say that oh the, the Niners got lucky because it bounced off the defender's face mask right with that Brandon Ayuk play yeah but if you actually go back and look at it Brandon was being held before that catch like Brandon has the speed and and a lot of people won't give him respect because you know a lot of people like people so you know because he had that flashy 2021 year where he had all those crazy accolades and he created the wide back position and all the other stuff but Brandon really is a wide receiver one so he was being held on that play which kept him from that spot where Brock threw it to and that's kind of Brock party's like bread and butter so like if you actually watch Brock Purdy he has all those like crazy ass throws because he knows where his his defenders are going to be and where his receiver is going to be or where his people are going to be 
And so the crazy part is everyone thinks that it was so lucky, but if you actually go back and look at it, Brennan was being held and, you know, there was a flag on that play anyway, because mm -hmm. the holding. But they picked it up. Got, yeah, because Brennan actually went through with it and made the catch. But that's the whole point. Like, that's why I love that play personally, because it's, it's not just because my, my receiver made the play, but it's because, because I genuinely want these guys to not be counting on the refs to make the play for them, you know? And I think that's the one thing I think the NFL now needs more of people who generally play to the whistle people who generally don't wait for the refs to bail them out people who don't wait for someone else to make the play and i think that's what the nfl is missing so much these days i think you just aged yourself by 30 years with that one <laughs> i miss that kind of football you know like i miss that kind of thing where someone could tackle and it's not this whole did he leave with his helmet did he not did he do this did he not like don't you guys like kind of miss those kind of games where someone could just play to play like I love Jake Greenlaw because he gives me that same feeling about what I loved about this game when I was younger but I fell in love again as an adult and and I hate that he has this reputation with so many people making fun of him because he has that, that, that kind of aggression that they don't want in the game anymore. It was nice for me personally that he got to shine versus the, the, the Lions and the Packers. And I hope he gets that moment in the Chiefs game. Well, with that, Melissa, we want to thank you for joining us. We wish you the best of luck next week watching your 49ers. Hopefully you find a safe place to watch the game and you get to share and with your I friends. I apologize. Honestly, I wasn't trying to pick or make fun of your organization <laughs> or make any of you feel bad, even if that's kind of how it came off. Oh, don't worry about we're, it. We're all sports fans. We're used to it. That's part of, part of watching sports. But I, I genuinely do love you your organization because i think you guys are one of the classier organizations and god help you that you play in that freaking stadium <laughs> all right melissa thanks again uh jeff neal final thoughts on the super bowl what are we looking for this sunday jeff and we talked about last week i uh, picked the 49ers to win but i i picked them to win in such a way where it, it's gonna be weird so, Melissa, to your to your point earlier, you know, a helmet catch, a uh, a weird wacky bounce. You know, I think it's going to be you know two teams that obviously know each other and and that are good. They each has a million reasons why they can win or lose this game, coaching wise, player wise. But I think what it's going to come down to is, uh, I hope, is that it does not come out where the refs make a really pivotal call. Mm -hmm. um, to move the game one way or the other, but I, I'm hoping we see some kind of wacky or sort of almost <laughs> career defining play, defining play from someone where it's just, you know, it, it's some incredible, you know, a goal line stand or just where the ball is going to bounce or there, there's going to be something. And I think a play like that is going to ignite in this case, potentially um, San Francisco to that victory. Just want to see a, a fun game. It's the last game of the year. You know, mm -hmm. so football goes away <laughs> for for until training camp, right? So well, you, know, you guys I mean, heard my prediction, so I don't expect a blowout. And no, I I don't either. Like I, said, <laughs> I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be close, and it's gonna be a wacky bounce that's 
that's going to decide it. So looking forward to the commercials and, and all the other nonsense. My father has rubbed that, that Super Bowl in my face about the, the David Tyree thing. And then Plaxico touchdown afterwards. And I mean, you know, it, it actually would be hilarious because like that's kind of been the story going into the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is the new goat. Not thinking that, you know, there was Montana before him or Brady after him or hell, even Peyton Manning. Like people don't give Peyton Manning credit, but um I, I would argue they give Peyton Manning too much credit, but that's a separate question. <laughs> You, you play, you play, you, you, you play in plastic your whole that. career. That's a different I would story. love to have that debate with you one day. Honest to God, <laughs> I promise you, I would love to have this debate with you. But honestly, like, I, I would love that kind of moment because as a fan, you know, too often they keep saying, oh, Brock Purdy's not even on Eli Manning's uh, level. And so for me, that would be really, really fun if that was like the new thing where Brock Brady became the next Eli Manning, he would be that next dynasty slayer where like, you know how Eli Manning got famous because he just stopped, he stopped the perfect season and no one took him seriously. And yes, like we all know that the defense got in Brady's head, but like, let's be honest, like nobody thought Eli Manning was going to do what he did in that game. And so that would be hilarious that that would be how Patrick Mahomes goes two and two in the Super Bowl. That's genuinely what I want to see. I want to see that kind of like that the Niners break their bad juju streak with the Super Bowls by having an iconic moment like that. Jeff, I, I agree with you. I think this is going to be a very tight game. I think these are two very strong teams. As you know, I have been very impressed by the focus that the 49ers have had all season. The fact that they felt that they had something taken away from them because of the injury in the NFC championship game. And there is something to be said for a team having focus. I don't think they're going to lose that focus for the Super Bowl. They obviously have a very strong defense. They've got a quarterback who's shown himself capable. They've got Christian McCaffrey and all of these wide receivers. They've got all of the individual parts that should be capable of winning the Super Bowl. And I want to go back to Brock Purdy in the second half of that game against the Lions. Brock Purdy was 13 of 16 for 174 yards. That is not a game manager quarterback in that second half. The difference in this game is the Kansas City defense. Yes, Kansas City is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is going to be explosive. He's going to make sure that they make plays when they need to. He makes sure the team is going to start off fast. But in the end, it's going to be that Kansas City defense, which has been Really, really good all season. They've basically kept every team under 21 points this season. And this is a team that I think is exceptionally well balanced. It's better balanced than any other Patrick Mahomes team. That's why I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this over the San Francisco 49ers. All right. And we'll be back next week to talk about who got it right, who got it wrong. But if you're watching us on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. I'll leave a comment. Find the GBC podcast at Green Bay Chat. That is all one word, Green Bay Chat. We are on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. On Facebook, it's the GBC podcast, Green Bay Chat. And may you fully appreciate the magnitude of your impending good fortune. Thanks for joining us. Good night. Good night.